award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we got another great show for you today. Uh, excited to have Ian Huey back, and we're going to talk fishing. It's early spring. Yeah, spring's on, on its way, and we're going to talk about where the bass are going. So it's going to be a fun show. Don's here helping co-host. Looking forward to it, Jason. I always learn a lot when Ian comes in. I appreciate uh, that. So looking forward to this one. Yes, sir. It's, it's going to be a good one. It's been fun having him in, and uh, this is number two, uh, show number two, kind of following up on the winter winter bass. Uh, and I thought it might be good just to, to recap that just for a short bit. Yeah. Uh, so where were the fish in the winter and then we'll get into where they're going right now definitely definitely you know um talking about the winter time we're obviously transitioning out of there so it's very important to know where they are coming from so we can kind of know where they're going to go you know uh -huh. they're coming off those deeper bluffs mm -hmm. channel swings that kind of thing you know it's it's time of year that they're looking to get up shallow and uh you know where Everybody loves to fish, and right. boy, you can catch them good. Right. So, so yeah. All right. So they're going to be moving up into the shallow, more shallow water, and uh, we're still going to highlight the four major types of bodies: the natural lakes or ponds, uh, river systems, reservoirs, the highland and the lowland reservoirs. That's what we're going to cover today. Um, and this is probably one of the better times of the year to be fishing, bass fishing anyway, because. You're going to catch the biggest fish, right? Oh, there's absolutely no doubt. If uh -huh. you want big fish, right now is the time. Yeah. You know, they're definitely um, heavier than they are all, all year. They've got the eggs, you know. They're they're getting close, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we're the middle of February right now. Doesn't matter. It takes you know, those, me back to new state record time. I remember it was this time of year when the, the latest state record that's was That's absolutely caught, correct. Out of Chickamauga. And that, that was a sow, buddy. That was oh, a big, man, yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> but they're all, right now... Even though it's not every day up in the 80s, beautiful, they're absolutely thinking about it. You know, it's the length of the day. Days are getting a little uh -huh. longer. They're absolutely thinking about it. Get a couple warm days in a row, they're up there. Yeah. Know? So. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're going to, let's hit on natural lakes and ponds first. Uh, like I said, we're going to hit all these different body water bodies, and then we're going to talk about some baits. We've got a lot of baits here to talk about, and also we're going to tie a few knots today and show people how to do that. So Awesome. Um Let's start out with ponds. Where are they going to? Where are you going to find fish this time of year as spring's starting to come on in ponds and natural lakes? Absolutely. So, natural lakes and ponds. The things that they have in common is that they don't have a lot of deeper water. Uh -huh. You know, it's a lot of sh shallower water, meaning that it's going to warm up quicker. That they're going to get more active quicker. You know, and and they can be a lot easier to find and a lot easier to pinpoint okay. because they don't have all those different varieties to go to. So what we're looking for whether it be a pond or a natural lake, they're not going to have, a lot of times, a true channel that's actually going into the lake. So they're going to find an edge. Bass are always going to move on an edge. They're not going to just go across ultra-flat stuff. Uh -huh. They want that edge. And if you can find that edge, that edge can be ultra-productive day after day. You know, they're just cruising down that edge. Days are getting a little longer. They have on their mind, hey, I, I, I need to get moving. Uh -huh. You know, and that edge is where they're going to find it. It doesn't have to be an ultra, you know, deep edge. It can be a couple feet, you know, on even on a golf course pond. You know, it, it, it's just muddy and flat. Mm -hmm. 
you're talking a couple feet, you know, okay. that can absolutely hold those bass. That's their highway. Yeah. That's where they're going. Okay. Going back up in what they might call a finger if they, if they can find it on some of these uh, absolutely. ponds and, and lakes and whatnot. But, um, okay, cool. Um, one term I wanted to throw out there was bumps or what do you want to stop signs? I think yep, earlier, yep. You, you know, we were talking about that earlier before the show. Uh, you'll find them on things like this, right? Absolutely. And, and when we talk about a stop sign, we're not talking about a huge difference in, in a break or a ledge like that. So we're talking about a little indention. We're talking about that whole edge is muddy. And then all of a sudden there's a nice little rock pile. There's a nice little brush pile, a log. And I've even heard it talked about like a trash can or or a plastic seat okay you know uh-huh. that can be that little bit of difference you know those brush piles that you were hanging in you know throughout the year that can hold an unbelievable okay. amount of fish just yeah. a little bit different something okay so gotcha awesome so how's that differ on a river i mean rivers are moving a lot of times absolutely you know the current's different uh, water's probably not as warm and they're looking for one more water right that, that's exactly right. And just like in the winter, when we talk about they want to get out of that current, it's the exact same thing right now. You know, they do not want to be in that current. Obviously, they can't spawn in that current. But what you're going to have, especially like in the backs of um, oxbows or, or arms, you're going to have a little bit of warmer water coming in, right? Okay. And that is huge. You're talking a couple degrees like in the backs of, of arms or whatever. You're talking, I mean, that that can be absolutely killer they're going to get out of that current where they don't have to work they don't have to burn energy right and they're just up there cruising water's going to warm way way faster up there Uh too you know and that's the ultimate destination is in the backs of those arms in the backs of those pockets in those sloughs so that's that's kind of what we're looking for there Uh uh-huh awesome would you would you say that um is it safe to say that once you find them at a certain point depth and whatever throughout the whole lake or river or whatever system you're on, you're going to find them at that same... Oh, there's no doubt. Okay. Absolutely. You know, in, in a lot of times we talk about patterning fish right now, buddy, you can pattern those fish. You know, if they're either going to be, you know, I try to break it down easy. You know, are they in the very front of the arm? Uh-huh. Are they in the middle or are they in the back? Right now, we're really not looking in the back necessarily. We're going to be looking midways and up, you know, towards the front of them uh-huh. not deep but towards the beginnings of those pockets and arms gotcha so a lot right. of fun yeah so reservoirs and i want to try to define these bigger reservoirs for folks too the, the highland reservoir and the lowland what can you define a highland for them and then let's how where are we going to find them in these in these bodies of water absolutely so so that's Something that I've had a lot of guys ask me about, you know, what is a true highland reservoir? What's a lowland? What's your differences? When we talk about a highland reservoir, okay, we're talking about bluffy, very, very sheer, Mm -hmm. very steep. You're talking like you look up the side of a hill and see a deer on the side of the hill while you're fishing. You're like, how in the world is he on that? (laughs) Because of the grade of it. So that's our highland reservoirs. Very, very, very steep, very rocky, deep, deep water. You know, not a lot of... um, mid-level it's either shallow or it's ultra deep you know a good example of that would be like center hill Uh you know that's a good example uh they have a lot of these actually in uh eastern part of the state you know Mm -hmm. um whereas a lowland reservoir it's more rolling so it's um priest is more of like a lowland to me you know it's 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 
got a lot of those knobs or or bumps mm-hmm. like we're talking about whereas in the highlands <laughs> exactly exactly whereas the highlands you're not going to have that you know hills around the lake even they're not going to be nearly as sharp of an incline they're going to be more rolling you know and uh and it's and it's very important to know the difference in those two because they can act totally different you know the fish can act uh-huh. totally different they're going to use the humps and the little bumps like we talked about more in a lowland than a highland reservoir it's going to be more about those points you know where they are on those points and there are tons and tons of points on those highland reservoirs right. tons of points so yeah they're that's really the primary difference to me in them okay so deeper water on the highland more shallow water on the lowland i guess and uh, like you said and then so um does it take longer for a highland to warm up it like, absolutely although, does it's i feel like i've heard that before but the highland reservoirs are going to be cooler longer right? absolutely right and that's just primarily due to the depth of the water uh-huh. you know you have a larger depth of water it's going to take longer obviously for it to warm up as opposed to a lowland that you get the water running in the backs of those creeks and stuff i mean that can absolutely be killer yeah. on on actually both a highland and a lowland but when you're looking in the backs of those pockets and um arms and little bitty pockets off to the side of those arms and stuff uh-huh. if you can find that water rolling in it can be, be, be the spot it can be lights out awesome. it can be lights out and this is uh, this is um a fast fishing time or a slow fishing time what when you're when you're t- going after these fish are you are you slow rolling it or what's your absolutely technique? so so a lot of guys they'll get hung up hey i'm in the middle of february hey it's cold i'm wide open buddy i am not i am not I, not holding back no sir no sir there's no doubt that that you're going to have the bass on a lot of your winter spots still that very vertical stuff mm-hmm. that you're going to have to kind of back off if you're going to try to catch those fish to me i'm up in those arms i'm constantly looking that's where your moving baits are going to come in you know i'm actually looking for the bass that are up moving and actually active so when we talk about those arms when we talk about those points i'm generally not shaky heading ned rigging i'm moving throwing baits you know that you're constantly cranking um you know covering the water Mm -hmm. you know it's uh it is the time of year i don't care what month it is it is the time of year you can move buddy yeah. A couple degrees in water temperature, get moving. So the last time you were in, we were talking about the worm, the shaky head, and some other techniques that you would suggest, you know, in the wintertime. Absolutely. So now we're moving more toward the fast fishing. That's stuff. exactly right. Right as the water hits lower 50s or even 50, mm-hmm. I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. Looking for active fish. Awesome. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's... Um, I think Don wanted to cover hey, one thing. Yeah, I don't mean to throw a wet blanket over all this, but <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, you know, safety is a, a big issue, especially with us. You know, we're uh, as an agency, we're charged with you know patrolling the waters, keeping the water safe, making sure that folks are in compliance with their life jackets and that kind of thing. But way beyond compliance, you know, having one on board, you know, I I'd just like to encourage. Everybody who's listening and considering, especially going out this time of year, the water's cold. And man, if you, you know, you're trolling around, you might hit a, 
uh, a rock you weren't expecting, a stump you weren't expecting. A stop sign. A stop <laughs> yeah, sign. Right. A real stop <laughs> yeah. sign. Yeah. And, man, it, in an instant, you are in a world of hurt if, you, exactly if right. you don't have a proper life jacket on. And, you know, for years, we've really been encouraging, touting those uh, inflatables, especially for anglers, because they are so easy to navigate once you get used to you know you pop that thing on in a few minutes you kind of forget you got it absolutely and the the belt packs are a good addition too so anyway i just wanted to go there just to be sure that oh there is no doubt that if we always encourage wearing a life jacket so important but this time of year if you go in the water you better have one on yeah because you're incapacitated quick buddy that you wouldn't think it it uh, the air may be nice and warm but that water and especially when you're out there in a guiding uh, role, oh, you know, no you know, doubt. taking folks out, you want to make sure that they're that they come back. Oh, you know, there's no doubt, buddy. That's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of paperwork. So, what do you prefer on the boat? Do you wear an inflatable? Yes, sir, I do. And, okay. and and I definitely encourage everybody to wear one. If you ever wear one, right now is the time to do yeah. it. Yeah, because that air temperature can feel so good, uh-huh. but that water, man, it is. Oh my gosh, it it's minutes Take within minutes. Away, oh sure. my lord, within minutes you can't do anything. That's a fact. Yeah. So it's very very important. That's a good point. And if it's a really cold day, float coats are fun too. Keep yeah. you warm and keep oh, you afloat. No doubt, so. buddy. No doubt. All right. Well, um, that's our safety tip of the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now back to fishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good though. We need to get that stuff in there. Folks need to understand that it's a uh, it can be dangerous out there if you're not careful. That's a fact. Uh, so let's talk about these baits. You 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 pulled one up there and showed us one. Let's, yeah. Let's let's highlight as many as we got here if we can. We'll have plenty of time, I think. And and tell us how you'd fish these guys. Let's do it. So jerk baits. I catch bass on jerk baits. Everybody kind of thinks of this as a winter bait. You know, it's got to be cold. It's got to be snow and ice. I catch them all the way up into May on a jerk bait. I love know? these little guys on creeks, smaller ones, you know. Whack them on them, yeah. buddy. They're awesome, awesome baits. Very, very versatile. You know, you can be on a bluff over 100 foot of water. You can be in a couple feet of water in the back of a pocket. Uh-huh. You know, awesome, awesome baits. Um, I, not that I don't try. Oh, not that I don't try to throw them right now. <laughs> it's all right. You can grab it if you need to. Yep, yep, yep. Not that I don't try to throw them right now, but they're not ideal for really covering our water when we're talking about covering water we're talking about like a a, uh, i think it's a 2.5 a little bit bigger bait Uh you can move you can cover water you can see a trend with our baits here that red color red is awesome this really really awesome this time of year really seems to shine um you know we're talking 1.5 this is probably a more common bait you know for your um uh ponds mm-hmm. lakes awesome awesome bait you can absolutely catch tons and tons of fish it's got a square bill on it what what's the action going to look like so that's that? key your square bill right here this bait is made to dig this bait gonna especially dive, with our largemouth yes sir yes sir especially with our largemouth they don't want a bait coming just straight through the water uh-huh. they want that bait on the bottom digging rolling up kind of def- deflecting that's actually going to trigger a bite he can be sitting there just hanging out not really in the feeding mood and the bait comes by and it kicks up or something does a little bit different Uh that can absolutely make him bite that bait you know so whenever we're throwing crankbaits we want to be on the bottom okay we've got to be on the bottom we've got to be digging a different kind of crankbait we're going to have a lipless right here 
so flip us with the Alabama rig. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so a lipless is an awesome bait as well. 100% reaction bait makes a lot of noise. If this, yeah, makes a lot of noise. Got the rattles in it. Uh-huh. That and and it drives them nuts. Right. So there again, they're kind of hanging out. Don't really want to eat, but this thing comes flying by their face. Absolute. They're. They can't not bite it. Yeah. There's a couple different ways that we can actually fish a lipless as well. And and when you go out, you know, you're going down a bank and you're kind of retrieving it the exact same way every time. You're really not getting bites. We absolutely want to vary what we're doing. So we're going to cast it and burn it. Okay. Couple cast. We're going to cast it and do what we call yo-yo. So we're reeling and then we jerk up and we let that bait come back down just on oh, its own. Okay falling nice and slow we're gonna reel jerk up and it's gonna come up and then just come so a little bit different present exactly so we're always always trying different things you know so don't don't get hung up just going down a bait casting a reel and casting a reel vary it and that even goes with the crankbaits as well you know okay so we're always trying trying something a little different so this is a medium diving crankbait um it's actually Rapala, awesome, awesome early um, season bait. We have n- that's actually the uh, tie there, but it's no balsa right. wood. Okay. So it's uh-huh. it, it's quiet, and this bait, as opposed to this bait, obviously, this is going to have a very wide wobble, moving a lot of water as it's coming through the water. It's a lot louder, a lot more aggressive. That square bill on the front. That makes exactly. It okay. And it's going to have a very, very wide wobble. Makes it dive. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. The bills are going to make them dive, and the longer the bill, the deeper it's going to dive. So it's got a little bit longer bill and quite a bit more narrow, which is automatically going to tell me that that bait's going to have a lot tighter wa- uh, wobble. So this bait's coming coming through the water very, very loud. Okay. This bait, no rattles in it, and it's very narrow wobble. A little softer, yeah. Yes, sir. I really prefer the narrow wobble in the cleaner water, uh-huh. you know, because they can see quite a bit further off. So this is a lot more natural in that cleaner water, okay. whereas you get that dirty water, this is going to move a lot more water, going to help them find that bait and track that bait uh-huh. down to eat it. So these are, are really two different classes of baits that we're actually throwing right now. This is a DT-10. You can get about... 10, 10 foot on a cast and 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 it's awesome on those little humps we talked about or those bumps okay. you know those offshore little bumps mm-hmm. you know this is this is absolutely where I'm going okay. you know and then we've also got a little shallower diving you can see this lip on this is quite a bit yeah, a little smaller. smaller a little shorter that's exactly right we've got the exact same action nice and tight but we're only going six foot ish uh-huh. so awesome awesome bait awesome bait for this time of year. So you can throw these with a, with a bait caster, with a spinning reel? Absolutely. I mean, they'll work with both. Probably a bait caster is a little easier, I'd we say. We prefer a bait, bait caster. Now, you get much smaller than this, spinning reel is awesome, man, because you can really toss the bait out. Yeah. These balsa baits are quite a bit lighter than like our, our plastic baits, uh-huh. so they actually do really well on a spinning rod for sure. Cool. So we have another jerk bait here, a little different. As you can see, we've got quite a bit more of a lip on it, so it's got the exact same action. This is hopefully going to get down to eight to ten foot, you know. And and me, when I'm 
throwing the deeper running jerk baits. So on this one, we're jerking. Tap, tap, tap. This to me is more of a pull. Pull okay. and then stop. Long pulls. Pull and then stop. Pull and then stop. You know, so and 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 that's that's important to have when they're a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, you get that cold front come through, push a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You were catching them on the um, shallower running bait. Right. You're not now. Try you know, that's one. that's definitely the time And those have some out. noise to it, too. I can see that you got some little rattles inside. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that just helps them to find that bait a little better. Uh-huh. You know, you have a little dinge in the water. Cool. Something like that. Well, we got a, uh, uh, what you called earlier an ugly-looking uh, <laughs> funky looking ugly bait. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> funky looking. this uh, spinning bait here. So this spinner bait here have a couple um, – Colorado blades on it. This has got a bunch of thump, and this is what you want to be throwing. Lord knows we've had enough rain lately. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you want to be throwing in that dirty, dirty, muddy water. The biggest Colorado blade that you can find. What this allows you to do after you cast out and you, uh, oh, you're reeling it in, you can barely turn that handle, and this is catching a bunch of water, keeping that bait up uh-huh. where you don't have to burn it. Okay. Right. So you cast it out and then you're just barely cranking that handle just enough to let that blade get to killing or kicking rather uh-huh. you know so in 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 that darker color is easier for them to find in the muddier dirtier water you know so you would think like that thing is sure enough ugly <laughs> that's absolutely what you want in that dirtier water so that they can find that bait yeah. you know so that's uh that's an awesome bait for right now as well you know do you think I see some reds and then we got a lot of reds here? Do you think that mimics a little blood or you think that works? Absolutely. And 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 even if it doesn't mimic the blood necessarily, it's all about the contrast. Okay. You know, so you've got the black and then the red, you have contrast. Okay. Which is a big thing even in our crankbaits and stuff, right? So this bait, when it's coming through the water, it's not coming through the water like this. It's rolling. So it's black, red, black, red, and that contrast uh-huh. can absolutely be key. Absolutely. Awesome. And then, of course, we've got the Alabama rig. Yeah. Or what some people call umbrella rig, right? That's it. Yep, yeah. yep. Big fish I hate fish to give Alabama rig. too much credit. No, <laughs> no, right. no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. so this is uh, – everybody knows the last couple of years this thing has been, I mean, monster. I mean, it, it has caught fish, and it'll catch them in, into the spawn. Yeah, you know? it's even prompted regulation changes. Hasn't it, it absolutely has. <laughs> absolutely uh, has. You know, and there's actually a couple different variants that we can use on our Alabama rigs. When we're looking at baits, we have a couple different sizes of baits. I'm always trying to go with natural colors. Uh-huh. Generally, when we're throwing an Alabama rig, it's in cleaner water. It's not a it's not a good bait if if it's dirtier water or we're throwing that spinner bait we're not throwing an alabama rig so i'm always trying to go with a natural color like this you know you've got a bigger bait here with a bigger tail on it okay it's going to move more water so a little dingier water Uh i want that big tail right there where it's going to move that water similar to that colorado blade exactly exactly as opposed to a little bait right here almost the same length but Look at the difference in the tail. Oh, yeah. Quite a, a, it's half the size. So it's not moving near as much water and it's tighter wobble, like we saw on those crankbaits. So, this generally I'm going to throw in a little bit cleaner water uh-huh. where, where I want a more natural, you know, mm-hmm. presentation. And the technique is throw it out there and reel it in, right? Buddy, it couldn't be any easier. Okay. <laughs> you, you're literally throwing it out and letting it drop. 
You know, if they're a little deeper, you're going to let it drop. And then you're literally just barely turning that reel handle, just enough to make that bait come through the water. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's three hooks, right? You can have three uh, baited hooks on the uh, the umbrella rig. The other two have to be just the just dummy the worm head. itself, yep. dummy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. So you got three to one, ch- you know, three three better odds for that with that rig. You're <laughs> just absolutely throwing. So yeah, and you absolutely can catch multiples on a cast. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I and mean, even bank fishing with this probably. I mean, that's ba- what I was about to say. Okay, absolutely, you can. You absolutely can. Absolutely, because these fish are are near the banks right now, or, or could be easier to catch from the bank. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you get a couple days where the temperature jumps up. It doesn't matter if it's January, February. They're going to eat, ease up there towards the bank. Mm-hmm. Warmer water, you know. So, well, I don't want to run out of time, and you've brought some props to show us how to tie. Let's do a it. Few knots. So, um, I think probably a palomar is pretty popular for bass fishing. That's Absolutely. probably one of the more popular. Let's show them how to do that. Let's do it. So, We've I've got, got some, some rope here. Demonstration stuff. Here. Absolutely. So, I've got some rope and a washer. This will obviously be the eyelet of the bait. We're gonna run the line through our eyelet and then we're going to double back so what we've made right here is literally a loop Mm -hmm. that's all it is we're going to take this and we're going to tie very simple overhand knot we're not going to pull down tight just like tying a shoe that's exactly right so we've literally got an overhand knot that we haven't pulled tight very important do not pull that tight yet we're going to take this loop that we have left and we're going to take it over the entire bait like so and we're gonna pull it back down to, and literally all we're gonna do here, wet the line. Very important. We've got to wet the line because if you don't, you friction. That's exactly yep. right. You'll burn that line, and then you'll be in a world of hurt. Dip it in the water or, or put it put exactly. it in your mouth. Something lick it a little that, bit. And that's exactly right. Once we come over the bait, there we've come over the bait. We're literally just gonna cinch down. That's and that's literally all that there is to it. Now this rope's obviously not going to cinch as well as like a fluorocarbon or a monofilament, but that's literally all that there is to the bait. Cool. So, so yes. let's see. Now the other one that I wanted to touch on was a clinch, and that that could be used for a lot of different things as well. Absolutely. Probably it, the most common or one of the more common. Absolutely, and it's not it's it's not a very good knot if you're throwing um, uh, fluorocarbon because of the burn mm-hmm. that you're. Uh, inherently going to get with it if I can get this untied. Yeah, we got about two minutes. So yep, yep, yep. Here we go. Here Show we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no pressure. Right? So we run through the bait there again. We're going to twist. Very simply make a twist. And then we're going to run right Five or here. six times, I yeah. guess. That's exactly right. We're going to run down through the hole we've made and then pull tight. That's all there is to it. Simple as that. Super simple. Remember to wet it, right? That's exactly. Gotta wet it. Gotta wet it. And then we've got a got it there. Awesome. So awesome. yes, sir. I think this has been pretty informative. Yeah. Hey, if somebody's interest is peaked and wants to find out a little bit more about how to get in touch with Ian, what's the what's the scoop on that? Fish fisholdhickory.com and then on Facebook it's Fish the Hick, right? That's it, buddy. Fish the Hick. That's it, buddy. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you, Ian. It's been fun. I've uh, had a ball. You know, yeah. we're two shows into this. Um, fishing one-on-one or bass fishing one-on-one i think it's gonna be good for folks to it is gonna be awesome know where to go and i look forward to when it gets even warmer what we're gonna do next oh it's so. gonna be fun it's gonna be <laughs> we fun. need to get on the water with that's you. what i'm thinking a remote on the water yeah, so the next step that's absolutely we'll, gonna happen we'll cast a few <laughs> and see if we can show people how to do it so yeah. let's do it all right well ian thank you all right man thank Don, y'all thank you thank you you bet all right this is tennessee wildcast thanks for tuning in thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll see you next time
Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.